I will work day in and day out to wake up and smell the coffee. The independence case is a powerful one. Another future is possible, but we've got to fight for it. Order! Hello and welcome to the Debated Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Pramish Patel, the Labour Party's parliamentary candidate for Harrow East for the next general election. Welcome to the podcast, Pramesh. Thank you, Will. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's fantastic uh, to have you here. I'm really delighted that you uh, agreed to do the podcast. Um, the first question that I'd like to ask is, could you um, explain to the listeners what made you want to put yourself forward as Labour's candidate for the next election for Harrow East? Yes, of course. Well, um, so there are a number of reasons, but the most uh, obvious one for me was that Harrow, and particularly Harrow East, is my home. It's where I live. It's where I've lived for over a decade. I'm very passionate about my home. Um, it's where I, it's where I live, shop, socialise, and it's where I have given a lot of public service in the past as well. Um, I was a counsellor here uh, for many years in the past, and have been involved in uh, local schools, um, local. Um, activities with the Labour Party. I've come as the roads of Harrow more times than I care to remember. So, to you know, the honour of representing my home was 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 a, a very important reason for me to do this. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, I thought long and hard about how it balances with other things, personal life, work life, and I felt you know this was the right time for me to do this. Mm-hmm. I was in a good place, both mentally and you know, physically, to do this. Thirdly. I'm very passionate about um, our party, the Labour Party, and what we can do in government. I want to play my part in as fullest way as I could and take us forward here in Harrow. And Harrow East is a very important seat. It serves as somewhat the bellwether in the general elections. So to win in Harrow East could, in effect, mean a Labour government at the next general election. So very much wanting to do as much as I could to fight um, for Labour here in Harrow. And I felt I was best placed to do that as the candidate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, do you, do you feel that having um, canvassed so much in, in Harrow and, and been a councillor, that this gives you a really great insight into what people are concerned about on the doorstep, what people want to happen in terms of local services and things that they want to see improved, and, and also sort of an insight into how best you can potentially win people over who might not have voted Labour in, in, in the past few uh, elections and might be thinking about switching their vote to, to Labour at the next election. Yes, I think having that connection and understanding the concerns, both locally and nationally, that my neighbours here in Ira have has proven crucial. Um, it proved crucial during the selection campaign and it will prove crucial, I think, going forward as we fight the next general election. Um, Harrow is a very unique place in its demographics, um, and I'm sure many people are aware of that who listen to this podcast. It's a wonderful place, an absolutely wonderful place. Mm-hmm. I love it a bit. And from all the conversations I've had over the decade on the doorsteps here in Harrow, many of the concerns are the same as others in the country, of course, naturally. The cost of living crisis, the rising mortgage cost, uh, the list is endless. But Harrow is also a place where 
Those local connections are important as we have conversations on the doorstep in our temples, mosques, synagogues and churches. So to me, um, being able to have those discussions over the last decade has given me real insight into how best to take forward the argument that Labour is the party that voters should vote for, should return to, and is best placed to serve their interest um, after the next election in government. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, of, of course, you um, have worked in the uh, health service and, and one of your priorities is ensuring that um, there's enough access for local residents to GP surgeries, um, being able to go into to walk-in centres, access to um, the Royal uh, Orthopaedic uh, Hospital in Stanmore. How much of your own personal experiences working in the health service do you think have formed your uh, belief as to how important it is to ensure that the um, health service in Harrow is of the best possible quality for, for residents? As you've mentioned, I've, I've worked in health and social care in various roles and guises for 18 years and I currently work for a national regulator and I'm very passionate about this area and for me, you know, the NHS is one of the Labour Party's greatest achievements, if not the greatest. And free healthcare, the point of use, is so important, particularly to those who don't have the means to pay at all. Mm. And I will do everything in my power to protect the NHS, to trans, uh, to, and, and also lie to that is social care. We often mm. forget about the what's often seen as a poorer, a poorer relation in this in this relationship. Health and social care are very closely connected, and in Harrow. We have um, a very uh, a population that is aging, like a lot in the country, and a population that has specific health needs, particularly in relation to diabetes, to heart disease, because of our demographic makeup. So, protecting access to health and social care services here in Arrow is certainly very important. We shared North Park Hospital; it's just over the border in Rent, but most of us, uh, most fa- most of my neighbours, my re- the residents here, in Harrow will use that as their main hospital should they ever need hospital care. So ensuring that hospital is of good standard, is of excellent standard, mm-hmm. that it does provide what local residency is very important to me. Social care is dual to local authorities and I'm very determined that uh, our council will do everything in its power to protect social care services We'll ensure that our social workers here in Harrow aren't overworked mm-hmm. and can provide a good service to to our residents. Like that will be difficult. Uh, government cuts had decimated local local authorities, and Harrow is no different. But certainly for me, health and social care is a big priority, and I want to see um, these services protected in Harrow and throughout the country. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and um, I, I I know as well it's something that's um, very important to you, being a member of uh, the trade union um, movement, being a trade union uh, member. Do you think that it's important, given that that um, workers' rights, both in in the NHS and in general, are uh, as as protected as possible, and that working conditions are improved, particularly given the um, 
really poor economic circumstances that we're seeing across the UK at the moment and with inflation continuing to um, rise and, and not being in, uh, in any position to, to fall despite what the, the government wants it to. Food unions play a central role in, in our society and I, and I really do believe that. I, I've been a shop steward for, for 15 years and I've been my branch chair uh, a, a very large uh, branch of unison for, for over a decade and in those roles, I've always fought hard for, for, for my fellow members in protecting our working rights, um, pay and pay and conditions. Mm. And when we look at some of the rights we already enjoy, whether that's annual leave, maternity leave, maternity leave, these things came through hard work, often through the trade union movement and working people banding together to fight for their rights. So to me, you know, protecting working rights, workers' rights, protecting the rights of working people is absolutely essential mm. and particularly in the current economic crisis, the climate where we have a situation where many people are struggling, you know, rents continue to increase, mortgages continue to increase and we've just seen the, the figures around inflation um, and today's interest rate announcement and these things hurt and they hurt people where they matter in, the, in in their wallets, but crucially, the people who are living on the breast line or the pay packet by pay packet, as, as, as my family did growing up, these small pennies make every difference to whether you can eat or whether you can heat your home. Ooh. And being one of the wealthiest countries in the world, we should not be in this situation. So yes, protecting workers' rights is so important. Mm, absolutely. And um, obviously, alongside the um, economic problems that are uh, directly affecting um, people in terms of individual prices and, and, and their jobs and pay, um, the economic circumstances that we're in at the moment are also affecting the high street uh, and businesses. And I know that one of the um, aims, one of your um, prime aims, is to help regenerate um, the high streets in, in, in Harrow East and, and try and encourage um uh, more businesses and, and, and to try and help uh, the high streets become a bit more vibrant and, and get more money going into the local economy. How do you think that um, you would be able to advocate and, and, and achieve that if you were to become uh, the MP for Harrow East? And how much of the um, local high street and, and getting local businesses um, into to, to Harrow is a matter of simply being, a, a, you know, an, an active um, face and saying, you know, to, to, to businesses and, and others who might be interested in investing in the area, I'm the Member of Parliament, I would like to, you know, talk to you, uh, advocate on behalf of Harrow and, and, and promote it in a way that makes those businesses think we do want to uh, go to Harrow and we do want to invest in the local economy and, and the high street. Yeah, it's, it's a very... Good question. And actually, only only recently, a couple of days ago, we, we had the sad news that Iceland in in Harrowtown Centre was 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 closing down mm. and moving. And we've had that a lot. You know, we a lot of places we lost our Debenhams, which was our anchor store in Harrow. And Harrow is very lucky. We, we've got a number of different high streets dotted around the borough, and a number in Harrow East. But they they have been declining. Um, as, as I mentioned, particularly in the town centre. And what we want to do is, is certainly attract more businesses. And I've 
I think strongly, you know, with some incentives, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the ways to do that as well is 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 to um, expand and increase our transport networks, our public transport ne- networks here in Harrow, so that they're easy, more easily accessible. Um, in Harrow, many people will go shopping in Rockford or Brighton Cross or into the city because we have excellent transport links. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to encourage people to to remain and shop in Harrow as much as we can. Um, so you know, it, it is a challenge. We are we are very much a small business, but we've got lots of wonderful small businesses. Um, I don't know if you don't want to exempt, uh, exception, exemptions to, to business rate payments, but, but we have a lot of very small businesses, your uh, family-run businesses, which are very important in Harrow, and you know, I want to support them as well. You know, we talked about setting up business clubs, setting up breakfast clubs, so that we can encourage them and understand what what it is they need. To, to grow, to expand, to to create jobs here at Harrow for Harrow people. So I think there are a number of things that we can do. Uh, what I want to see is is, is labouring government um, helping and supporting Harrow with the funding that the council needs to, to do what it needs to do so that it can support our high streets. But also as, as a visible MP, I want to do everything in my power to, to encourage the investment that Harrow does need, uh, particularly for some of the larger stores that we've lost over the years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, um, another core part of, of the future of businesses is the transition to um, greener and, and, and cleaner um, economic methods and, and, and ensuring that transport and all, all those sorts of things are uh, on the path towards net zero. Um, what do you think that if you were to become the, the, the Member of Parliament, um, you would want to do in terms of supporting the transition to a greener economy are there particular things that you think can help make um the carbon contribution of harrow be reduced are there things that you think that businesses can do to help reduce uh their carbon emissions uh what, what kind of road plan do you see for uh, making the economy of, of harrow greener the move to a greener cleaner economy is, is so important and we look at what's happening, you know, to the environment, to the world. I think we all have, most of us, have a desire uh, to, do, to do something in this area for, for, for the greater good. And we have to start locally as well. And in Harrow, you know, my style on, on, on the green economy is always that this, this will create jobs, it will create opportunities, let's create the infrastructure um, that will enable us to really be that green energy superpower um, that we we can be, and that also means infrastructure. You know, we used to build electricity electricity charging points, which which we don't have a lot of here in Harry, mm-hmm. but 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 we can certainly build on. I think also when you look at some of um, what's been proposed by, by by the party in relation to insulating our homes, Harrow um, Harrow can benefit from that uh, through, through through lower bills, uh, cutting bills because if you better insulate your home, you've got lower 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 energy use. Um, and you've got more edge security there. So I think the move to net zero within a specified time frame is, you know, and I, and I think the time frame we're looking at is a reasonable one because we want to protect existing jobs and existing uh, people's uh, working livelihoods. But there are opportunities there in, in the green economy to create some real jobs for, 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 for the residents of power in the country. So... I think there are lots of things we can do locally and nationally mm. to bring this about. Absolutely. 
Um, you, you mentioned earlier um, that the economy and, and the rising um, rates of inflation and, and interest rates are not just um, impacting people in terms of their jobs, but also um, in terms of affordability of housing. So uh, people who were renting, people who were looking to, to buy for the first time, um, people who were moving. The state of the economy greatly impacts housing for, for people um, across the board. What do you think is the most important thing uh, that can be done locally in Harrow East to improve the housing situation for residents? And do you think that in terms of a, a wider national picture, it's a case of just building more houses? Yeah, so it's, when you look at housing need, mm-hmm. there is, in my view, a, a need to build sufficient numbers of housing nationally. Mm-hmm. Now, in Harrow, what I think is important is that we have um, local involvement and we, we 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 plan well so that we can build what we need here in Harrow and something that meets the needs of our residents here in Harrow. I want to see more council houses, certainly. Um, I think when I was a, when I was a councillor, uh, during the term that I was a council, we built the first council housing in, in, in many years. That was a very important part of what we what we what we wanted to do. I also want to protect um, renters who quite often are forgotten um, in in this picture. They quite often have their rents increase quite significantly every year, and we want we you know we need to see what we can do to help that. But I think once again that is a supply issue. Um, myself, you know, from my personal experience, uh, when I moved to Arrow uh, many many years ago, I I I I brought I brought and rented a shared ownership property. Mm. So I've had that experience of going through that process. I've got my views on whether that's a good or a bad thing. But I think we need to be mindful that we need to look at all the options that we can do, that we have available to us to meet the needs of of, of, of people in Harrow over who need housing. Um, what I don't want is the situation we've had in the past in Harrow with, with us having to house those with a housing need in in hotels or having to move them to the north of the country. I don't think that's an acceptable solution at all. Um, it causes issues with children's education, having to move around, having to live in hotels. So I think it's a it's a pressing need and what I want to see is a, a is a is a national approach to this as well, because I think it's not just Harrow, this event, certainly all of London. Uh, probably most in the country, um, where where there is not sufficient housing stock to meet need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, of course, another issue that um, people very much aware of want to get um, dealt with, solved in in some way, is um, crime. Uh, crime obviously has a, an impact on on people's lives uh, massively. Um, knife crime has been a, a big uh, problem across London in, 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 in the past few years. Um, what do you see as being the most constructive policy for dealing with knife crime? And do you think that to an extent um, to, to, to properly deal with knife crime and, and crime more broadly, there needs to be not just more funding into the police service, but also into um, community support services, into mental health support, into um, the healthcare service as well, because quite often um, crime can be linked to um, problems with 
um, healthcare and, and and certainly in some instances people uh, have, have having difficulty and just needing um, support. Do, do you think that there needs to be a wider holistic approach to dealing with crime that isn't just focused on policing, despite how obviously uh, important increased funding and uh, better support for the police is? Yeah, absolutely. The holistic approach is key to this. Now, naturally, the police do need to have funding. Uh, do, you know, we need our 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 police um, on the streets to, to have the resources that they need to fight crime. But the crucial aspect of this, it, it is linked to, to education, it is linked to the judicial system and and, and, and the stresses that the judicial system bases. And, and you know, you mentioned also mental health services in camps. I, I found that crucial, certainly in my experience, where a lot of those who are involved in, in crime, in serious crime, often do have a mental health need. Mm. Um, also, a lot of it, they need support. So, you know, let, let let's deal with the the real situation. And sometimes in, in these in these scenarios where we need to support individuals to 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 get the help they need, and so uh, the educational aspect is so important as well. I am. Um, how do we how do we stop this happening before it does happen? Mm. So, I don't think there are easy answers to this, but I, I think we need to. To look at this in the round and look, as you said, in a holistic way, and look at all the services that feed in um, and contribute to helping us reduce knife crime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, of course, you will be um, uh, standing as a, a, a Labour candidate at the um, next election, but this year there are going to be um, elections, local elections uh, across um, England uh, and Wales. Um, in terms of the priorities that you think that the Labour Party should be focusing on nationally um, in the forthcoming uh, local elections, is there something that you would particularly like Labour to be focusing on, a particular policy that you think should be promoted in the local elections that you think might help uh, get people to, to, to vote Labour, something that you think um, could be a, a good selling point as to why people should vote for Labour council candidates and, and get more uh, Labour councillors and, and, and Labour councils elected. I, th- I think for me it's a little difficult because London doesn't have any local council. <laughs> we have we have all our elections and unfortunately uh, Labour didn't win in Harrow last year. Um, but I think for the rest of the country, I think there are there are there are so many reasons I, I would want to be. I will be out on the smaller steps outside of London, convincing voters to to vote for Labour. And um, you know, my my main arguments are that we are a party that is competent and ready for government at a national stage and at a local level. Um, I would encourage residents to look to the record that their councillors and local count- labour councils have mm. um, in protecting the most vulnerable, in ensuring that we break we are breaking down barriers to to, to opportunity and helping people uh, progress to where they need to be and. Just, just look at, at what 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 Labour does, all the good that Labour does do at local level, and 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 use that really to convince individuals to support us going forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you uh, for taking the time uh, to speak to me, Pramesh. It's been uh, great to chat to you. Uh, but I do have one final question for you. Sure. Um, as I mentioned. Um, you will, of course, be a, a, a Labour candidate at the um, next election. And 
you will obviously be standing on Labour's manifesto. But if you could peer into the future and, and have a look at that manifesto, what three policies that you are person, personally passionate about would you most like to be included in that next Labour manifesto? Did you say one or three, sorry? Three. Three. Uh, so for me, I think um, the, 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 the work around the NHS and the National Care Service is my number one, as you would expect me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that is crucial. To me, the second part is working and in, in con- in contributing to making uh, Britain that, that clean energy superpower and working towards that, that zero carbon target. And, and and supporting our country to get to that point. And third, for me, I think it's how we ensure that everyone in our country, you know, every, every, specifically every, every, every young person, every child, um, has the opportunity they need to progress. So breaking down all those barriers is one of the five visions, I think, that Libra have, have, have proposed, just breaking down those barriers to opportunity so that people, young people, have what they need to progress in life. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for coming on uh, the podcast, Pramesh. If people want to find out more about you and about your campaign, where should they go uh, to find out more about you and, and, and more about the work you're going to be doing in Harrow East and, and, and generally? Yeah, thank you. Um, so the, your best bet at the moment is is my website, just PrameshPatel.com, but I'm also on Twitter at PrameshPatel. Fantastic. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Will. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've enjoyed it, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam and Amazon Music. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Debated Podcast, like us on Facebook, Debated Podcast, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, whether about appearing on an episode of the podcast or commenting on an episode that you've listened to, you can do so at the Debated Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you listen to the next one.